Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. Hey, it's Cameron, and this week on the podcast, I get together with Refuge Aerial owner Elena Stuckey, and she fills in for Matt on the podcast. We talk about past circus events, future circus events, and all things upcoming in the next year. Hope you enjoy the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine, and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com, and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So, again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones. They come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down, and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and our co-host, Matt, is doing some family things. His daughter turned one today. The birthday party was electric. There was cake. There was cocaine. There was whiskey. There were none of those things. I lied. There was cake. It was a good time. There were also little hamburgers. We had a blast. But me and Matt completely forgot to um, to plan when we were going to do the podcast together. So, got a backup host tonight. I have the co-owner of Refuge Aerial, as well as the Acadian Circus, here with me for a second podcast. This is her second appearance on the Atlas Nerds. Not, uh, <coughs> excuse me, English is hard. This is our, her second appearance on the Atlas Nerds and Iron podcast. Introducing Miss Elena Stuckey. How you doing today, Elena? Hey there, I'm doing good. So. I asked you if you wanted to do the podcast last minute, and even though I know you hate this kind of stuff, you were very gracious to say yes, and I greatly, greatly appreciate it, because all 22 of our fans <laughs> would be very disappointed <laughs> if we didn't upload a podcast um, 
six thirty sharp Monday morning. So um so I'm yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad I could help. Uh, so the main thing we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the show that we talked about last time that you were on, the uh, the House of Faye. That's what we're called, right? The House of Faye. Right, House of Faye. So we're going to talk about that, how it went, um, things you wish could have gone better, all that cool stuff, and what the next steps are. Sound like a plan? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Uh, you also were gracious enough to grace us with some um, some rum. I almost said whiskey, but this is rum. What are we drinking tonight? This is a spiced rum from Three Roll Estate. I think they're rebranding. I forget what to. Um, but they're a local distillery here in downtown Baton Rouge. And if anyone's in town, they should check them out. So I just tried my first sip. The only spiced rum I really have much experience with is Captain Morgan and Captain Morgan's private stock. Oh, mm-mm. I just tasted doesn't this. even compare. This is so much better. <laughs> it doesn't even um, compare. This is like it's sweet. It is it's so really, good. Really, really sweet. Um, I want to know what it's spiced with because whatever it is, it is really sweet. Um, it's definitely not something I'm going to be able to drink multiple glasses of. I feel it's kind of like a biting into a really rich piece of cheesecake. Yeah. Where you kind of get overwhelmed with the sweetness very quickly. No fun. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of fudge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in small doses, this seems great. So, mm-hmm. House of Fay. Remind me what it was. Exactly what was the plan for House of Fay? Yeah, so House of Fay was a story uh, that took place in the land of Fay. So, there are a bunch of different fairy groups and whatnot. And so, it was kind of a story of how um, a pair of sisters... Um, they i guess betrayed one of them betrayed the other it cursed her daughter and then the whole story was about that daughter kind of repairing relationships throughout the fey kingdom um and it all ended in life and love and fairy happiness and so throughout that journey we had several mostly aerial acts that took place um hence the circus aspect of the show okay uh so i guess we should kind of go into exactly what 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 the kind of productions y'all put on? Mm-hmm. The Acadian Circus is a local circus troupe, correct? Correct. So this was a kind of large-scale performance. It was a theatrical performance, but it was centered around the circus arts, mm-hmm. which is something a lot of people in Baton Rouge didn't even know that we had. I know I talk to people all the time that did not know we had a local circus scene. Yeah. And y'all are working to change that. And judging mm-hmm. by the turnout of the shows that y'all did, I think y'all are doing a pretty good job of that so far. We're, we're trying to. I think um, <clears throat> there's kind of two avenues that we tend to perform on, I guess. And one is um, kind of doing community or um, like events mm-hmm. um, where people will specifically hire us to have stilt walkers or fire spinners um, come to their party. Uh, or, you know, come to their community event and interact with people and the attendees or kids, what have you. Um, and so we have a lot of fun doing that. And uh, I think we get a lot of publicity from that. And then kind of as a troupe ourselves, we all really enjoy being on stage and, you know, having a chance to um, really give our performers a chance to explore their creative pathways in different ways. So like the show 
that we did for house of Fay was written by performers mm-hmm. and the whole thing was directed by perform like a whole thing was put on by the troupe and it was an idea someone had and we were able to kind of give it life um and so that's the other avenue of things that we have where it's a fun project for the performers to be able to do um, but then also a way for us to showcase to the audience like hey we can do really professional stuff and you know looks really great mm-hmm which I imagine is a huge benefit. It's a huge marketing tool for you as far as those smaller shows and mm-hmm. just letting a large group of people all at once know that y'all exist. Right. So I will say that's, I think that's one area that we kind of fell a little short this time around um, <clears throat> because there was so much, I guess, involvement from different people. I think this show was a lot more involved with the theatrics, mm-hmm. which were, you know, not as, uh, I guess well versed in doing we really tried to add like a, a good story to go with the aerial acts um, and the, uh, the different circus acts that were on stage um, and so I think what happened was we got really really focused on that and then we really didn't even start like pushing the show on like social media or any kind of marketing until maybe a month before um, cause we had really wanted to do some professional photography, some, you know, get some nice things designed and all that. And I think it just kind of got tossed around and we lost, uh, we lost some time there. So I don't think, you know, ticket sales weren't quite what we were hoping they would be. Although that was kind of expected because I think com- still coming back from COVID in-person events are still like much lower, Definitely. lowly attended. So, um, I think it went really, really well. Um, it was one of the cleanest shows I think we've ever done um, where everything kind of backstage just rolled real quick and everyone knew their transitions the audience loved it the kids were talking back to the um, the narrator um, so I think it was one of the best shows we put on um, it was just I think you know people not really wanting to do the live uh, groups and stuff just mm-hmm. yet but I think it went really well definitely definitely so what is next as far as TAC? What's next on y'all's calendar? Big events. So let's see. What is it now? It's end of August now. So we are entering Halloween season. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten um, or we're working on getting, securing a couple of gigs for the Halloween season. Okay. <clears throat> and so some of those are balls. Um, some of them uh, are just big parties. Some of them are parades. Um, different things that we we like to do as you can imagine as circus performers we love halloween so Mm -hmm. any chance to do halloween gigs we are there um and then actually leading up into like the christmas season is can be fairly busy too because a lot of uh corporate events you know put on big christmas parties uh for their employees and Mm so sometimes that comes with um, hiring performers and cool entertainment. And so we're kind of entering a busy season of lots of gigs, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, we will hopefully start on our next show idea. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And I know leading into Halloween and the fall season, there's also the, uh, the Renaissance festival as well, correct? Yep. That's right. And so what is in store for the Renaissance festival? That is a great question. So this year, normally I think we're there for um, every single weekend. And so this year we're only going to do the last three weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's interesting about our show at Renfest is that we have kind of a different group of performers 
typically like there's some who come every single weekend but there's others that kind of rotate out so no matter when you see the show it's always going to be a little bit different awesome um and so i really like that about these shows and the people who host the show and like do the emceeing they're there all the time and they are hilarious they know how to play off the performers and really make it a good show for the audience so it's a lot of fun to like do some like crazy off the wall things um like i'm going to attempt to do aerial chains this okay. year um, which is instead of having like a, a hammock made out of a silk, it is two sets of chains. So like two chain loops. And so I will do aerial on those chains. So as a lay person, that sounds really painful. <laughs> is it as painful as it sounds? I assume so. Okay. Um, but I think where I have a little bit of an advantage is that my apparatuses of choice are trapeze and lyra, which are hard bar apparatuses so uh i'm very used to the i guess the hard apparatuses and things hurting and the bruises and stuff like that so i think when it comes to chains it's going to be uh in training a lot of sweatpants (laughs) and sweatshirts and long sleeves and i mean i'll have boots on and i'll have um like gloves fingerless gloves that like some people use for i guess lifting or kettlebells or whatever um i have a set of those for stuff like this okay Uh, are you really excited about learning a new apparatus oh yeah i tend to learn like a new one each year (laughs) so last year was straps um where i learned to perform straps in a couple months and then this year we did i did acro uh, with House of Fay. So that was a new, not necessarily apparatus, but a new kind of discipline mm-hmm. for me to kind of like learn some skills in. Um, and so to try and do chains is going to be interesting and fun. So when are you going to make the switch and do a strongman competition? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can I show up in glitter? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That'd be my thing. <laughs> sure. We, uh, we actually have people show up in like, um, like I've seen it before as far as like the, the female weight classes. Well, they'll show up in like Viking war paint. Yes. To do uh, to do competitions. I love it. I know you do. So yep. yeah, that'd be right up your alley. It would be. But yeah, you sign up for a competition, you can wear all the glitter at the show that you want. Yes, totally. So just don't get any on the Atlas stones. No promises. Understandable. <laughs> so that's what's coming up for for Tech uh, Katie and Circus. You have. Uh, Halloween shows coming up. I know Halloween Town's a big parade that y'all do every year. You have Renaissance mm-hmm. Festival. You have hopefully some corporate events, Christmas parties, what have you. And then it's time to start planning the next big show, which I'm assuming will also be at the Manship. As I, of right now, yes. Okay, cool. Any ideas for that? I've been told um, that we're tossing around maybe like an Alice in Wonderland kind of at least in in the world of Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. not necessarily that storyline, yeah. Um, but in that land, and uh, and I think this time I would really like to see like a more well-rounded circus approach because I think okay. the last show ended up being like really aerial heavy, and I think that's just kind of how it ended up being written and the performers that were available. Um, but like we have so much more to offer with the Acadian circus and there's so many more talented performers that, um, I'd really like to see back on stage and us give a really comprehensive show to really show off what we can do. Any room for strongman you think? Absolutely. Cause I would love to actually get into rolling frying pans more often, driving, driving nails into boards with my bare hands. 
breaking chains, things like that. Some of the old time strongman feats. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that maybe the owners, especially, or the people putting on shows, need to just be like more educated about. Because mm-hmm. you know we generally know some of the strongman stunts that have been done in our shows before, but that's really it. So yeah. I think if we don't you know, the rest of us kind of train together and like we all know each other's tricks and that kind of stuff. And so it's a little different with strongman because we don't have any like frame of knowledge really for that. Mm -hmm. So I think figuring out how, like what kind of skills and tricks y'all can do and how to best incorporate that into a show would be a really worthy discussion. Would I have to shave my beard into a handlebar mustache? Please no. Would it be, so it's like discouraged? Yes. I think the beard works great. You think the beard works it's great? It's sponsored, so you have to keep it, right? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, use promo code ATLASDRENGTH to save 15% on all of your ferocious beard products. Nice. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Thank you for the segue. <laughs> so that kind of covers what TAC has done recently, what TAC mm-hmm. has coming up. So let's talk about the other side of your professional life as far as circus goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, refuge. Yeah. What you want to know? Uh, well, what are the big plans for this upcoming year for Refuge? If that's something that you can talk about, because I know uh, some of your competitors may listen to this show. (laughs) I don't want you to give all your cards away. Oh, no, we don't have much to hide. (laughs) Um, So I think in the in the coming year, it'll be really interesting because um, we are currently and last time we were on the podcast, we talked about our teacher training, Mm -hmm. um, how we just launched it and or we were about to launch it. Um, so we had six spots in that teacher training, I guess, uh, course, mm-hmm. and they filled up within a week. That's awesome. <clears throat> it was unexpected and great. Um, and so they are, um, I think, several weeks now into that training where they mm-hmm. we've had um, all of them come in on Sundays. They uh, do teacher training for a couple hours and then now they're kind of they're doing that but now they're starting to be incorporated into the class so they will come and observe us teaching um, and then begin to co-teach with us so that we can kind of provide some constructive criticism and feedback on um, you know what we're seeing that's awesome and so um, I think some of them are choosing to certify in November um, mm-hmm. with the Circus Arts Institute in Atlanta and then after that, they will be on, be able to take on their own classes. And so kind of beginning really next year or the beginning of next year, we will hopefully have a, at least a few more teachers that we can add some different classes in silks and hammock for. So I think that'll be a really exciting um, kind of new chapter for a refuge. And I remember you also mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you and some of the other residents of the LA Athletics Building have figured out a way to add some more points as well so you can get some more silks silks hanging up? Yeah. um, So in the building that we have, there's maybe like four cross I-beams that we could potentially rig from. Mm -hmm. The first one's too close to the door. Second one's too close to the fan. Third one we're currently on. And the fourth one, um, we put temporary points up sometimes Mm -hmm. for Acadian Circus stuff. And so we've... Uh, kind of have an agreement with the primary um, leasee that we can put points that I think we'll be able to fit three or four on like half of it. That's awesome. 
So yeah, it'll be, we can like, it'll enable us to run two classes at one time whenever like that back portion of the floor is not being used. Um, and it'll be able, I'll be able to have more apparatuses rigged at once. So we won't have to climb 20 feet in the air every time we need to re-rig something. And with the fact that you're essentially doubling the amount of teachers that you'll have at your disposal. Right. Is, are there plans for like a big marketing push come October and November to get a whole bunch more students set up for January? I think so. Um, I think we're still trying to kind of figure out the best way to do that with the time that we have. Because mm -hmm. um, right now, I mean, our strategies are pretty much on uh, on social media. And then we have actually gotten um, a couple of new students through doing gigs and mm -hmm. just kind of being out in community events. Um, so we'll do White Light Night again uh, in November, That's which is a uh, Mid City, right? Right, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, Mid City Makers, I think, puts it on, and so we'll have a rig out. We'll have you know business cards and all that fun stuff for people to just come by, see what we do, and ask us questions. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Um, did y'all get anything from the event um, House of Fay? Not that I know of. Um, I think where, where those big shows have helped us a lot in the future has been in the, the advertising beforehand. Okay. So <clears throat> granted the like best show that we had before house of a was pre COVID. Um, but leading up to that show, we had a spread in the advocate. We mm -hmm. went on three different news stations. We had, um, I think there were like two other advertisements um, that we were able to get that were like, they were just offered to us at the mm -hmm. time. Of course, now they want us to pay for those um, this time around, um, which might be fine. We just have to budget for it well enough in advance. Mm -hmm. um, so I think getting promotions from that um, really helps rather more than more so than the show itself. Yeah. So. Okay. And ha have y'all ever thought of just like, hopping up somewhere random downtown and just putting on random impromptu stuff. Almost like mm. like people in New Orleans kind of do. So it's a little challenging for us because, or at least on the refuge side, mm -hmm. that's difficult because we have our rig. Yeah, I know for the aerialists, but like yeah. for, for jugglers, fire spinners. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of one of those things that I know that a lot of, um, like the fire spinners, I've seen a lot of them on the levee and, you know, doing some fun stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think some of them do just for fun, but it's more for them to get content of themselves doing things so that they can like promote their skills on their own social cool. medias and stuff like that. Yeah. And <laughs> be cool. Cause why not? Yeah. Um, but I think, when it comes to that, it's kind of like the, you know, what's going to get you the biggest bang for your, your buck and your time. Yeah. And, you know, street performing, like people, it's not super lucrative and people aren't really going to stop and like have a conversation with you about it. Mm -hmm. So I find that we actually get more publicity or more like qualified leads from doing some gigs like pro bono or on trade yeah um so you know sending a performer to do said luncheon with prominent xyz and then sending them with business cards that they can you know hand out or you know whatever mm -hmm. so doing something like that where they're actually in front of like valuable potential customers rather than just you know common joe on the street okay 
Uh, so let me ask you this. Is talking about the the stuff you do outside of circus as far as like the new job position, is that something that's on the table to talk about? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. So I know you just made a big professional change mm-hmm. yeah, outside of circus. Uh, you were with Louisiana Economic Development, and mm-hmm. now you're working with LSU. Can you tell us a little bit about that change? Yeah. Um, so – like you said, previously was with Louisiana Economic Development. Um, I was a business development manager there and really got to work with any new companies that were looking to invest in the state of Louisiana um, for the purpose of creating new jobs. And so I was able to work with any new companies and kind of connect them with whatever local people in our state would be best suited for their project. Um, so really cool to be able to see like all the way from North Louisiana to South Louisiana, just how diverse of a state we are. Um, And then fast forward to last week, I started a new job with the LSU foundation. Um, I'm a director of industry engagement with them. And so what I'll be doing is a little bit the same, uh, but with different players. So still working with brand new companies um, or existing companies and kind of helping them, helping connect them with resources and assets within the College of Agriculture. Okay. And so really striving toward you know, increasing talent um, and research opportunities between the two so that it's a kind of mutually beneficial partnership that helps the whole state grow as a whole. Okay. So now this is more of a generic question just because we, we, have, we do have listeners that want to do similar things, whether it's opening up their own gyms, or starting their own side business, but they also have full-time jobs. What are some strategies that you have used that have helped you juggle being a full-time, I don't want to say like civilian, that's kind of <laughs> like, it, but kind it's of. A, yeah, it's all civilian work, non-circus, um, mm-hmm. but having a full-time job working for somebody else, whether it's the state or for LSU, yeah. and also being uh, an owner of two businesses that are up and coming and doing very well. So what are what are the strategies that you've implemented in your own life that have helped you juggle all that? So I guess for me, it's kind of it was a an easy transition because I've always been the kind of person that has multiple jobs. Um, But I would say uh, being able to balance your time well and set your own boundaries is huge. So I even though I do have my, you know, nine to five or what have you, um, I'm able to kind of work my social life and my, I guess, businesses into my evening schedules the, ha- the way that I need them to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm perfectly fine saying no to a social engagement if I know that I have some deadlines for my business that I have to work on. If I need a night off, I'm going to schedule that into my into my plan because I know my limits and I know, you know, if I'm going to stay up till one in the morning working on this, cause I'm really driven to do so, then I'm going to make sure that I, you know, rest on Friday night and actually have a good time with my friends or something. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so what are your big goals for this year? You personally, like for the rest of this year? Yeah. For the, well, from, from now, na- next calendar year is not right. Is it? Yeah, a year from now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not the end of 2022, but yep. the end of August 2023. What do you? What would okay. you like to accomplish? <laughs> Ooh. Um. Well, I definitely have like you know my day job goals that I'm really driven to meet. Um, 
And what's kind of cool about my position with the LSU Foundation is that it's kind of like I'm able to start my own business there simply because the position that I'm in is a new one. And so there is no current like, you know, client portfolio or something I'm walking into. It's I get to set the whole strategy and growth plan for this position and the projects that it will manage. Um, so that's definitely a big goal is to, to see some success in that area. Um, as for refuge by this time next year, we want to be in our own space as much as we love, love, love the people that we are currently in house with, um, for us to be able to grow and do the shows that we want to do and expand, uh, we really need our own, our own space where we can kind of control, the vibe and you know the classes that we have and whatnot um that would be a huge game changer for us um and in order to do that we do need to grow just a little bit more i think for us to be comfortable doing that um so but i mean we've been able to we've we've doubled in revenue so far from uh the last six months of last year to the first six months of this year um, like comparatively was double. Um, and we're on track to continue doing really well, um, throughout the, the end of the year. Um, so getting a new building, (laughs) which the market hopefully will chill out by then. Um, and with the Acadian circus, I think a big, a big issue that we've had is, is just really solidifying the rebrand and Mm -hmm. getting the Acadian circus out there as much as Bayou Cirque was. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to take, I think, a lot of really focused efforts um, through different, you know, promotional um, things that we do. And I think just through getting some good gigs and making sure that the people we were working with through Bayou Cirque now know, you know, we are the Acadian Circus and we're here to, to play and, and do a good job. Well, I have the utmost faith that you're going to accomplish all of those things in this next year. Thank you. All right, so uh, that's pretty much all I want to to cover this podcast. Uh, can you tell people where the best place to find you on social media is? At Refuge Ariel, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, and uh, what is Acadian Circus? Circuses? It's the same, the Acadian Circus on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. So until next time, we will see you. Thank you. Just quick recap of the sponsors. We have strikeforceenergy.com use promo code atlas strength at checkout save 20 percent on your next order of caffeine next up we have impact mouth guards use promo code atlas strength at checkout save 10 percent on your custom mouth guard next we have sticks and stone go follow them on all social media they have a really awesome youtube channel and finally there is the atlas strength shop that is us follow us at the atlas strength shop at all platforms we just recently started putting a lot of things on youtube including this show if you want to see a video version of this show Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.